Did you um, want me to make another joke this time? Yeah, go for it. I feel like you should make a new one. Yeah, well, I'm not your performing monkey, all right? Well, welcome back to Two (laughs) two Smoking Microphones. I ain't... (laughs) I'm Connor. Oh, you you got... I'm Harry. You got me there, son. You you got me hook, line, and sinker. I look a fool. You do. You look very foolish. Um, Yeah, so welcome back to another episode of this thing that we do. This thing that we do. What a great... That should be... That should be on posters... If we ever get mugs, that should be on the mug. We should have mugs. I mean, you had loads of mugs and you left them at the old house. <laughs> should I? Yeah, that's true. Should I make us some mugs with the, with the logo on it and send you one? Yeah, if you want, we probably won't make a return. But <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna make us. I'm gonna make us a mug. Anyway, okay. Thank you, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. It really means a lot. Yeah, this is um, episode three. <laughs> Officially? I think so. <laughs> I was thinking about this last night, and we've got like a test episode, then three episodes. We have like three mini sides, and it's well, like we have three one division episodes now. We have a test episode, two official episodes, and this is episode three. So, so there's going to be like two different episode fifties and two different episode hundreds. And well, the recap episodes aren't going to go forever. This show's going to end next week, so this week technically, if you're listening yeah, to this on true. Monday. That's true. The One Division episodes we're talking about, yeah. obviously. If you obvious. listen to this on, <coughs> if you listen to this on Friday the twenty sixth of February somehow, which is when we're recording this, <laughs> <laughs> um, the only thing I have up top is something I probably could have mentioned in the One Division episode because that comes out, you know, same day. Is technically the day we're recording this is thirty five years since the Dragon Ball anime first debuted in Japan. Oh, very nice. Yeah, so, you know, I love Dragon Ball. You are a big Dragon Ball fan, to be fair, yeah, let's be honest. Dragon Ball fan. But if you're also listening to this on the day it comes out, it's the 1st of March. Congratulations for making it to March. It's my dad's birthday. Happy birthday, Connor's dad. He turned 60. Jesus Christ. And also, two days ago was the... The, this could go into news I say later but uh, two days ago was the Pokemon 25th anniversary happy birthday Pokemon yeah and then in a few days Jesus nine Christ. to be precise it's my birthday happy birthday there will Connor. be another episode nine before days. my birthday though so you know we'll wait uh, we'll do it we'll do a big Connor birthday episode that'd oh, be cute wouldn't it that means we'll have to talk about my crippling depression um Anyway. AKA Star Wars Episode 1. Excuse me, but I think the one that causes me crippling depression is Star Wars Episode 9. I think that causes everyone crippling depression. Uh, some people like it. To each their own. Um, Absolutely not. You loved it when you first saw it. Don't you yes, give me that Yes, I know. Shit. Don't you? I know. I, from the very beginning, I was like, that was fine. I was... I was laughing throughout that film because every decision they made was bad. Anyway, this is not what we're talking about right now. I just, I just like to find the positive in everything, but that's that. That was pre-COVID me. I, I don't, I'm not like that anymore. <laughs> that, that, I, that's been, you know that's been I, ripped apart. I, I think part of the reason was I did see it three times in the cinema in the space of two weeks. Um, yeah, that wouldn't have helped. But the last time I saw it in the cinema, I think, was the 29th of December, 2019. I haven't seen the film since then. I don't even own it. I think I rewatched it briefly last year and by briefly I mean I was on my phone then a laptop then I read a book while it was on I, I, I don't think you realise You, rem- I bought every single Star Wars film 
the new ones the day it came out, except for maybe Solo. Yes, yeah, she I did. That the day it came out, but this I, I haven't we'll... bought it at all. I don't intend to anytime soon. <laughs> I got it for Christmas. I think it's still in the packaging. Ugh. So, um, as as what well, I'm gonna do every week, do you want to hear my shout out for this episode? Ugh. Yeah, I guess so. Let's see who's done us a done us a good this week. So the person I'm shouting in this episode is you, Mr. Connor Nagy. Yeah, that's right. I didn't expect that, did you? Is this a shout-out or a call-out? What do they do? <laughs> don't know. Just keep listening. I'm going to shout-out you, because I realised I should have done it the first episode, to say thank you for letting me do this podcast with you. Because I've I've proper gone into this. This is, you know, I've got, I've got a podcast mic, we've got a routine, we've got plans for the future. It's I'm enjoying it. Mate, I've never had plans for the future. Well, you do now, son. <laughs> I don't even have life insurance. What are you on about? Um... Oh, I need to get insurance. My mum started talking to me about life insurance recently. I'm like, what? What is? What are you planning? Oh no, yeah, that's it. <laughs> just the whole, that whole conversation scares me. It's alright. My next of kin is my cat, so it's all good. That's cute. <laughs> he gets everything. That's cute. Even if he's just not here, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Anyway, um, thanks for shouting me out. I feel honoured. Good man. I mean, next week I'll go back to normal show. So if you're if you're listening, no, to this oh, guy, so I'm not normal. You're a special shout out. You're a special something. Actually, if you're listening, to this going, why the fuck is he not shouting me out? Just your time will come. If if you're listening Wait. to this, if you're listening to this and thinking, uh, why is he not shouting us out? Maybe it's because you didn't do anything. <laughs> oh, actually, no. I have actually got two two very quick shout outs. Um, I'll, I'll leave it. To, I'll leave it to one one this week, and then I'll do one next week. Is you can that, do them both because you know. Then it, then it gives people incentive to say something for next week. Okay, I'll go technically free then. All they're right, all in the same category. These these people have been very very supportive of the podcast. They've been meaning. I've been meaning to tell you this as well. Um, but my friends uh, Dave, Dan, and Nirav have been very very supportive. And uh, Dan has actually just brought up uh, released some prints. If you go to DanielMillyard.com he's released some limited edition prints that are absolutely outstanding and I would definitely recommend wow. giving them a go shameless plugs right here and Dave's got a <laughs> deli as well but uh, just want to shout them out because they've been sending me messages of like how cool the podcast is and they're, they're really proud of us and all that kind of stuff Harry, so have, they been, could... have they really been sending you messages saying you better shout us out or we're going to beat you up is this peer pressure? no they've not actually <laughs> sent me any messages like that they don't know I'm shouting them out oh this is why didn't this <laughs> call them out? This say is so, say this something. Is be a true test. Say something revealing on air. <laughs> no, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that because they also know a lot about me. So I'm not gonna. I'm not yeah, gonna well, go the same I, way. I know a lot about you. Yeah, that's also quite scary. Moving on. <laughs> How's your week been? You had a nice week. Ugh, it's been a very lazy week. It's felt. It's gone quite quick this week. I feel. Yeah. Very. Not much has happened. I mean, in terms of life, I've not done much this week. No. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm all right. Got offered the vaccine, but I don't know why I've been offered I, the vaccine. But I'm I still the vaccine. haven't. My mum has. I haven't, and I work in retail. I'm a key worker. Yeah, I got a text, and it was just like, "Please come and book your vaccination." And I was like, I contacted them saying, "Oh, am I not high risk?" And they were like, "We don't know." They just. It's I like, think it's, ra- it's It's very random. Like I've seen people that have been getting like you know their messages i've seen people contemplating whether they should get it or not and it's like yeah you idiot <laughs> um but i'm obviously gonna get it get 
if you get offered a vaccine, please Take get the vaccine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, should we move on to some to some news of the week? I'm a keyword and I still haven't got it. Um... <laughs> Come on, buddy. There, there. Anyway, yeah, let's get into... Um, is there anything we do... No, we don't do anything else. Anyway, yeah, let's get into some news. What's the news? What's happened? Um, uh, do you want to start or should I start? You can start. Your new oh, segment. thanks, man. Um, anyway, Thank is, you so much. Did anybody die? Nobody died. Nobody died. No, let's not. Let's not look it up. <laughs> okay. So uh, I've got four pieces of news this week. Connor's got two. Four. You lucky people. Four. Yeah, I've got four. Wait, four. I've got two. Oh, I better. Yeah. Hey, Karen. <laughs> two or one. Oh, I've done. So, um, firstly, Star Wars: The Bad Batch, the new uh, animated uh, Star Wars series, has been confirmed to start on May the fourth. On Star Wars Day, that's quite nice. Yeah, no, which doesn't su- surprise me at all. <laughs> um, yeah, debuts on May the fourth, um, second episode on May the seventh, and then subsequent episodes will be every Friday. It oh. follows an elite and experimental troopers of Clone Force ninety nine as they find their way in a rapidly changing galaxy in the aftermath of the Clone War. They showed up in the Clone Wars, so if you watch that, <coughs> you know who they are. If you didn't, go and watch Clone Wars, and you'll find out. Watch all of Clone it. Wars you'll eventually so find out. Clone Wars is amazing. Have you finished it yet? No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. What are you? Are you excited for this? I take it. Yeah, I mean, I'm very. I mean, I'm excited for more Star Wars. Um, and even if it, you know, some people obviously look at animation differently to how they look at live action, but it's still Star Wars. Like. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, for I'm sure. I'm very excited to see uh, what they do with the show and how it affects anything else. It might just be its own little isolated thing or it might actually have some sort of effect on the rest of the series. I know that um, what's her name? Fennec Shan played by Ming-Na Wen is showing up. Yes, I heard that. As well as she's also obviously going to be in uh, the book of Boba Fett. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. This is just These are just a couple of bits of quick news this yeah, week. Yeah, this not, is very not... quick news. It's getting released there. Um, it's been announced for a while. But yeah, I'm excited for it. More more Star Wars stuff, more Dave Filoni. But then also, alongside that, um, basically Disney came out and announced a, uh, Disney Plus's release schedule for quite a few different uh, shows and films, but I just picked out two in particular. So you've got Star Wars The Bad Batch, and Loki has confirmed to start on June the 11th on yeah, Disney Plus. Which is a very big gap between Winter, Winter, Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki, then. Yes. Oh, wait, no, that means that. Because I know Disney's intention was basically to have a new weekly show starting when the next one ends, essentially. When the last one ends. Yeah. But they didn't. that doesn't necessarily mean everyone's going to be Marvel, obviously. So I, I think then, you know, Bad Batch will fill that space and then Loki comes out. So. Yeah, so they've got a plan in mind. And I mean, Loki, you know, saw the trailer. It looks interesting. Yeah. This will be, be a series, I think, that will get a series too. Because I think this can exist yeah, on its own. They're already developing it, aren't they? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. And I mean, I'm excited for Tom Hid- I like Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Um, the the writer for it, Michael Waldron, I believe. Sorry about this. <laughs> is doing something else? Isn't he doing Every time we take a pause, I feel like I should just have a little sing. No, you can just, I don't know. Maybe, do you know anything about this? I think Michael Waldron's doing. Um, that's Absolutely it. Michael, Wal- Michael Waldron is going to write the Star Wars film that Kevin Feige is producing, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. 
shit. All right, I'll pay. I'll pay attention to the writing in this one then. So yeah, and he's also doing Doctor Strange. Oh Jesus! Yep. Right, okay. This should be good then. Yeah. Look, I am excited. And I mean, I love for... Tom Hiddleston. And he's written for Rick and Morty, so. Oh, damn! Kind of got that feeling, isn't it? Rick and Morty travels through different universes and stuff like that. Yeah, because it's just going to be Loki going around causing mischief everywhere, isn't it? Yeah, and Owen Wilson's in it. Um... Wow. Wow. He's got... I'm sure they're going to make him say that, surely. Of course he will. He says it in every... I mean, a lot of pe- there's people saying he doesn't say wow all the time, but yeah, he says it in a lot of things. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited to see, when, to see what Loki does. People have called it Doctor Who-esque. Hopefully it'll be better than anything Doctor, Doctor Who's Who-esque. had for a while. Sorry. <laughs> yourself, uh, I'm an avid Hovian. You know this. Digging yourself that hole. Oh, but I'm... Digging yourself that It's fine. Hole. I'm comfortable in this hole. <laughs> you enjoy your hole. I will. You asshole. Hole of... <laughs> Got him. A hole of truth. Oh. Shut up. The fractured butt hole. Look... Anyway. Um... So, um, a bit more, bit more. Well, this could also come as quick news, to be fair. But um, yeah. Superman, you know that man, Superman. No, he's I don't. The one that could you explain is it everything? Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, Superman. The man who can leap tall buildings um, in a single bound. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? That's no, true, isn't it? He couldn't Superman. even fly in when he originally showed up. He just could jump really far. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, I've never read basically... a Superman comic. Have you not? I do plan to. I want to read Superman Birthright but it's quite hard to find at the moment because it's you know one of the most popular ones. <laughs> yeah, I've read, I can't remember which ones I've read. I've read a couple. I know they premiered the um, Superman Lois show in America this week. Yeah, I saw a clip from that. It looks fine. <laughs> People have actually said it's really, really good. Probably yeah. the best the best I... kind of, most faithful adaptation of Superman. Yeah, I've heard that. I haven't watched any of the like CW stuff, so... Except for the first um, ten episodes of Arrow with you. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. But, uh, Arrow was good. Yeah, it's on US Netflix, so maybe I'll. I have a VPN, so maybe I'll flip over. Oh, do you? Yeah. I need to get a VPN, man. They are. I really they they are. They are quite costly, unless you're going to follow, you know, like one of your YouTubers that you've watched that's sponsored by one. You get some discounts, obviously, but yeah. But I just went for yeah. it, and I looked yeah, on. I looked on US uh, US Netflix and like yeah, uh, Supergirl's on there, Arrow's on there. Oh damn! All of Naruto is on there. <laughs> oh, I might have to get a VPN. <laughs> we need to get sponsored by a VPN. That's my that's my new thing. If we can get sponsored by a VPN, that'd be great. Yeah, but which one? That's not that's not. All VPNs are available. <laughs> All VPNs are available wherever suits you the best. But oh, um, <clears throat> DC uh, announced about an hour before recording this actually that they've confirmed there's a new Superman film development. Woo! kind of knew for a while that J.J. Abrams was developing one um, but he said that he's no longer going to direct, he's just on it as executive producing along oh with that his means it's com- going to be connected to the Cloverfield universe <laughs> along with his company Bad Robot um, a writer called, now I'm going to pronounce this right name really wrong and I apologise in advance Tarneshi Coates I think I've I, I butchered that, i fucking ruined that T A dash N E H I S I. Tanahisi Coates, probably something like that. There we go. We'll go with your one. Um, he is going to write the film. He has been known, uh, he is the acclaimed author of bestsellers, including Between the World and Me, The Beautiful Struggle, 
we were eight years in power and the water dancer he's also uh, oh he yeah is... I, thought I, recognize... Sorry, I thought i recognize his name he's uh, i've got the first volume of the black panther series he wrote yeah he's also written black panther and Cap- captain america yeah. I was about to say he's like looking at his stuff and like he's a novel writer and he's just he's jumping to writing Superman. That'd be interesting, you know. I haven't read the, yeah, yeah. I haven't read the yet the Black Panther stuff. I'm going but you know, I've heard it's really good. Um Yeah, not not a lot's known not a lot's known about it. They they're basically they they're advertising it as a reboot. Whether that's a full reboot or a soft reboot um is unclear. Apparently, I mean, it's very evident that Henry Cavill wants to reprise the role. But it's unsure if that's going to be in this film or if this is going to be just um, almost like almost like the Batman with Robert Pattinson that takes place in its own uni- in its own Earth in the multiverse almost. I um, I I would write <laughs> write the write off you know them bringing Henry Cavill in for it. Well, well yeah, the room the room is either Henry Cavill or they want. I know Warner Brothers are very interested in introducing a black Superman. Oh, yeah, um, which course, I think yeah. would be really interesting. Actually, I this think could that'd be... be leading to that. I mean, it's not you know obviously it's not saying just because it's a black writer they'll get a black Superman, but hey, if they do, it's still interesting. That'd be great. Yeah, I mean, look, I I do like Henry Cavill because I do think he's good as Superman. So I hope I hope we see more of him. If that's not in this film, I hope we he gets a sequel of some sort. Um, but yeah, that's pretty exciting. I'm excited for a new Superman film. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I want to see something. I want to see a good Superman film. Are you saying there's been no good Superman films before? I'm saying there hasn't been... I haven't watched a Superman film that I thought was great. I respect that. And I've only seen one Superman film, technically, and then one Batman vs. Superman film and one Justice League film. So. Would you like my last bit of news? No. This news will make you cry. This is really exciting. Are you excited? I can hear the tears in your eyes. Mm-hmm. So, Spider-Man 3 has an official title, which is quite nice. So, um, it all started a few days ago when um, three of the stars, Tom Holland, Jacob... Is, do you pronounce it? Ba- Batalon, yeah. Batalon. Batalon and Zendaya all basically posted separate names. So, one was Spider-Man Phone Home, one was Spider-Man Home Wrecker, one was Spider-Man Home Slice, and with it they announced... They, they revealed some pictures from the film and then um, the day after we got a little official video that basically confirmed that the title is Spider-Man No Way Home which is quite exciting one, which is you know it's a good title as well I assume did you see the 30 second video yeah what I really enjoyed about it was the uh, if you haven't seen it they stop on a whiteboard with all all of the other names they could have had and a lot of it is what people have been speculating yeah. but there has been, you know, there is some some hints possibly, or some speculation let's say, one, to what it could be you know, one hint I saw is like it's something like it, it, the, the web is shaped like Puerto Rico <laughs> I saw that, yeah, like, I also like, saw what has that got to do with anything um, I also saw the name uh, Homeworlds that was scribbled out but then next to it is um hexagon and a half hexagon which keeps popping up which people are linking to one division at the moment and the end of spider-man far from home yeah i can't remember what exactly it was now but there's like there's hexa there's hexagons all over this whiteboard and people are saying oh shit that's that's linking yeah like, I mean, it's confirmed. i can't i'm not a scientific mind but i know the hexagons do have a scientific thing as well like they are specifically a certain type of scientific image that the hexagons are part of yeah, no, I'm just sure they're but, probably just hexagons. But people no, no, are going. No, they're hex- actually no, because no, because they're actually 
in the shape of like the scientific things. That's why they're. I it's nothing. It's not like a hint or anything. It's just it's what they are. I just can't remember what they're called. <laughs> but yeah, like the home worlds could possibly link to you know because a lot of these might be red herrings, but some of them might be little subtle hints. You never know. I mean, we don't really know what the plot is yet. All we know is that he's on the run. People, has, I saw someone that said. What if Spider-Man No Way Home is that because he's on the run, he has to go to a different universe and he's trapped there? And it's like, well, no, it's probably No Way Home because he's 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 on the run for yeah. supposedly killing Mysterio, and yeah. then the multiverse will have something to play within that. I assume. Aren't they? Apparently, uh, there's rumors they've been they've uh, they've been casting a um a courtroom scene as well. Yes, 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 yes. That's heavily rumored as well. Which is obviously leading people to be like Matthew Murdoch, Charlie Cox is going to show up, Daredevil's coming out of. I don't know. Because um, I, th- I think the thing with this film as well is because everyone obviously, it's no hint that everyone wants Tom McGuire and Andrew Garfield to make an appearance, right? I don't. Well, everyone then. But if if they don't, this is still going to be a multiverse film of some sort because you, we are going to have Doctor Octopus in this film, Electro's back in this film. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So maybe that is their way of doing the multiverse. Doesn't necessarily mean a new Spider Man's going to turn up. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe, maybe, yeah, I think maybe they'll like, tease it. Yeah, it feels like it's going that way. I mean, at this point, and yeah, like yeah. I said, I'm not, I'm personally not on board with that idea. At least for this Spider-Man film, I would like to have it be a Tom Holland trilogy first, and then if they want to do the Spider-Verse stuff, they can. Um, I mean, it would be nice to see a Spider-Verse film, but I feel like I feel like a perfect perfect way to go about it was have this film with Tom Holland and then at the end even if it's the end of the film slash post credit they use that to tease a Spider-Verse film with them all coming together yeah. for some reason because at the basis but, of this it's still a so no matter it is still a Marvel Studios film like they produced the film yeah so I don't know it depends I, I, I don't know it's more I can't of a lie. to see I, what happens yeah, I mean, I can't lie. If I do see Tom Maguire and Andrew Garfield, I, w- I would be very excited. I can't lie and say I wouldn't. No, I'm not saying. I, yeah, like, I'm not saying I don't want to. I wouldn't want to see it happen in general. I just don't. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I, would I, like I, it I to can because be, I, I had like ideas about what kind of. I guess it's one of those things where it's like I had ideas of what I wanted to see from it, and then maybe I'm not going to get to see what I want, but. It, that doesn't like I'm. I'm sure it's still going to be all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, we don't know nothing about the film yet either, do we? So it's yep. just a, it's just, it's just a waiting game at the moment. Yep. Because for the most part, it looks like it's going to be a Ned, Peter, and uh, MJ team up film. Yeah, which I'm quite excited about. Yeah. I think they make a good team. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm very excited for Spider-Man No Way Home. This is this is one of my most anticipated am, films this year. I am just kind of hoping we get some proper Spider-Maning in it. There wasn't a lot of proper Spider-Maning in Far From Home. I like the ending where he's swinging through New York. I want more of that. Yeah, and there's obviously some freaks, there's some good Spider-Man moments in Far From Home, like the the Mysterio sequence and the sequence when he um uses his spider sense. Like they're really good. I mean, I love. I mean, I personally love Far From Home. That's one of my favorite Spider-Man films. Personally, I think it's one I of the, that. I think it is one of the good, one of the really good, but one of the better ones. But yeah, in comparison to the ones I prefer, I just you know. <laughs> but yeah, I preferred I preferred No Way Home, um, No Way Home, Far From Home to Homecoming, for sure for me. But again, that's 
that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's it for my that's it for my news, Connor. It's over to you, pal. Huh? Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> so there was some gaming news. We were gonna we were gonna cover the PlayStation State of Play, but to be fair, just wasn't great. Wasn't just like the Nintendo Direct, they both were pretty shocking. Well, yeah, but in, instead. The thing is with Nintendo Direct, there are a lot of disappointing Nintendo Directs. Uh, State of Play yeah, is just true. what Sony came up with because um, they have to copy everything that Nintendo do. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, the, well, the only thing I saw from uh, the PlayStation thing... Sorry, I'm just going through Twitter at the moment to try and find it so I can actually talk about it properly. There we, there we are. Um, the only thing I... No, that's not the right one. <laughs> Ugh. What's wrong with me? Uh, yeah, the only thing I really saw was that they're releasing a, a, an enhanced version of uh, the Final Fantasy VII Remake that came out last year for PS5 this time. Nice. Um, and it's coming with some extra details. Some There's some, uh, some visual updates. There's a photo mode. And then there's also an additional, like chapter, like some additional story content that's going to involve, oh, involve a character that shows up in the next part of the Final Fantasy story, technically. The next part of the Final Fantasy 7 story, because obviously this is split into parts. Um, <clears throat> but she's getting some sort of what looks like a prequel chapter. I don't think it's something... I think it's completely new content. I don't think this was ever in the original game. I haven't played the original game to know, but it's a character called Yuffie. She's very popular in the franchise and she's getting her whole like up like side story thing that happens oh, nice. simultaneously with some of the stuff that happens in Final Fantasy 7 Remake which um, looks really good I've seen the gameplay of it like it looks really interesting it looks like they've added some some cool mechanics for the character and may, more than anything I think this is just like a test to see what people think of maybe introducing some newer gameplay mechanics that we'll see in um, the next part of the Final Fantasy 7 Remake I mean, possibly. Isn't it also, they confirmed today that Final Fantasy VII Remake is the PlayStation Plus game for next month? Yeah, it's one of the PlayStation Plus games for PS4 only, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I'll still download it. Yeah, it's a good game. I don't think it's your thing, personally, but I, know, I feel like okay. if you started playing it, you'd probably get a bit bored. Um, yeah, I, possibly. I just, yeah, I... I um, I've spoken about this. I spoke about this with my mum because she, um, I showed her a clip of the. Ori- I was trying to show her comparisons between the original Final Fantasy VII and the new one, and um, she said she definitely recognised the original because she had like my dad used to play PlayStation One and her one of her close friends used to play Final Fantasy, and like, it's weird. Um, I don't know if Harry can agree with this. I don't know if he ever saw it in me, but I have a weird kind of nostalgic feeling around Final Fantasy VII, even though I never played the original game. It's. I think. I think. I think you have a nostalgic era, era, or whatever you call it, nostalgic essence of that. But when it comes to the music, more than anything, not like just you, like, you've got not the, even, you got the was, PlayStation. Yeah. I mean, the music's thing. amazing. Like, the music is amazing. Like, absolutely. I bought that soundtrack, even though it was twenty-five pound, like for digital copy. Fuck um, a donkey. And the, well, the physical version was like seventy quid. So. <laughs> The music, no, the music for those games is incredible, and I like, especially for the uh, the remake. But what it, it, I don't, I, I was, trying to, I was saying maybe like, is it some sort of subconscious nostalgia from maybe seeing the game as a youngster? I don't know, could be. Yeah, possibly. But um, 
because I did like I when I was watching the comparisons between the original ones opening and the remakes opening, I get genuinely like emotional watching it because it's like this is some sort of thing. I don't know. Could be just be because I love the music. That is, music is incredible. But uh, Final Fantasy VII, you know, it's the the original game came out in 1997. The fact that it's, that's the year I was born. Yeah, the fact that it's still got such a huge following is a testament to the, the game itself. Well, people say it's one of the best games of all time. Yeah, people, yeah, Final Fantasy VII, yeah, people do consider it one of the greatest games ever made. Uh, you'll find a lot of hardcore Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy fans prefer usually six or eight, I think. Okay. But I, I'm not going into all of that. I don't know Final Fantasy that well. But this content drop reminds me a lot of what they did for Kingdom Hearts uh, 3 before that came out, because obviously that was in that would kept getting delayed and they kept saying one release date and then it came out like 10 years later um <laughs> but i think that's why i get confused on i get i get people are gonna kill me for this i do get kingdom hearts and final fantasy confused sometimes well, kingdom hearts i think more because of i think more because of the they've they've, they've both got like multiple different parts and yeah splits and well here's all that here's, kind of stuff here's the thing with final fantasy i don't i'm Again, if any Final Fantasy Final Fantasy fans are gonna hear this, and maybe I'm wrong, I don't think any of the numbered games in the front. In the, I don't think any of the games are connected oh. at all. Like they're all there's Final Fantasy one doesn't like link to Final Fantasy two, for example. For my only example I can point out is I've played a bit of Final Fantasy fifteen, and I've played all okay. of Final Fantasy seven remake, and I know most of the story for Final Fantasy seven. But there are no connections other than some of the same like creatures like things like chocobos exist in both universes moogles exist but for example you've seen the trailer for final fantasy 16 the one that's coming out on ps5 right uh very likely it's kind of yeah. like it's got like a mid medieval feel to it oh like, yeah that's yeah, like yeah. nothing the franchise has done as far as i'm concerned as far as i'm aware sorry hmm. so i don't think any of the stories are connected that way so they're just they're just it's just the final fantasy franchise and they've all got like numbers as names for when they came out and then there's some spin-off titles as well but yeah they're not like one overarching story kingdom uh, hearts okay. on the other hand is a yeah multi-game multi-platform story so Fuck a doodle the best example i can give that this is another thing i haven't played a single kingdom hearts game but i've seen every single one of them watching one of my favorite streamers play it and i i probably understand the story a lot better than someone that has played the games <laughs> I'm not going to go into that here because I don't want to be... Again, I don't want to be wrong, but... <laughs> no, go on. Give us the whole history. If you played Final, F Final Fantasy... If you played Kingdom Hearts on... The original Kingdom Hearts on when it came out on the PS2, and then you played Kingdom Hearts 2 when it came out on the PS2, you wouldn't know what was going on in the beginning because, or what was going on with some of the main characters because that story was continued in the Game Boy version, in, the, in a Game Boy game. Oh yes, I have heard so about this. Didn't the story... that piss a lot of people off as well? Yeah, no, it does. It pisses everyone off because the game is interwoven through games that are on uh, the series is interwoven through games that are on PS2, now PS3, PS4, uh, uh, PSP, um, Game Boy, DS. There's a mobile game. So, Christ. but if you want to understand the whole story, even though the story is convoluted, like completely, it makes no sense really. It's so stupid and so dumb, and they are just making it up as they go along. Um, you, yeah, if you want to understand most most everything that's going on, you have to play every single game. Unless, if you want to understand the entire history of Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy, 
tune in to Connor's solo minisode no, no, this Wednesday, no, where he's gonna go, he's gonna go through in detail every single one. Do you know and if he's wrong, you can tell him. Do you know what? If we had a Patreon, that would be a Patreon goal. <laughs> and you know what if else we reached, I would do? If we reach two grand, yeah. that's what I would do. Do you know what else I would do? What? I'd throw in a Metal Gear Solid re- retrospective as well and go into all that nonsense. <laughs> because you know I what? know if that we had as a, well. If we had a Patreon, right, and it reached a certain amount, my version would be I'd explain all of Doctor Who, but back from 1965. Or 63, sorry. Wow, we got it wrong. <laughs> Got it, Roxy. I've already done shit. Here's, but here's I'd, the thing. I'd... Doctor Who's not that complicated. No, but I mean, I would, I would, you would name every that, yeah. single episode. Every character. What happened in that episode? All the lost every episodes. Every character ever introduced. All the lost episodes. All the all I'd the audio recreate books. it. Fuck, I'd be there for years. All the novels. Crikey. All the comics. Comics ain't bad, yeah. They're pretty good, pretty decent. No, but I'm saying you have to go through everything. Yeah, I'd do it. If we had that, it just made me think now. If we had something like that, and we had like those goals, instead of doing like like we do like a podcast of it, we just play through the games and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, for sure, yeah. Our ultimate goal would be it. we would <laughs> we would we would recreate just with us two and our friends. We would completely recreate the Star Wars prequel trilogy. Film it. I'm up for that. One hundred percent. I do, but we'd have to have the scripts for uh, the Shakespeare script version. Oh God, no. That would be brilliant. No, God, no. We'd have to get the official scripts, and we wouldn't have any any props, any sets. We would just do it outside. Yeah, but if we we just like, hold our hands together as a, <laughs> we'd make the last time of sounds with our with our voices. Oh yeah, absolutely. But how would we do oh, the clips? I can't, <laughs> I can't wait for an episode where we do just Star, Star Wars. Wars. That's, yeah, that's, I want to do a Star Wars. Episode. I have involved. a friend. I have a friend who uh, has said that she would listen if it was like Star Wars because she's not really a Marvel fan, so. Yeah, that be, I think Star Wars could be multiple episodes, but I think we've oh, definitely no, yeah. got a we'll Star Wars. Like, we've got at some point, and then we we'll do sequ- uh, originals and then sequels. We've got a Star Wars episode coming out, and well, coming up in the next few weeks, I would have thought. So. Oh yeah, we'll probably do Star Wars before Bad Badge. Oh, for sure, hundred yeah. percent. Anyway, uh, yeah, that was Final Fantasy. Um, another thing I was going to say, just to clarify some sort of stuff with Kingdom Hearts for you, is uh, some Final Fantasy characters do show up in Kingdom Hearts, but Kingdom Hearts is obviously it's got a lot of its own original characters, and it's got Disney. <laughs> What the f- yeah, alright, fair. Isn't Jack Sparrow in Kingdom Hearts? Yeah. And Donald, uh, Donald Duck? Well, the main characters are Sora, Donald, and Goofy. That's sick. I saw a post <laughs> that was, um, you know that scene in uh, the last Harry Potter and in the book as well, where it's like, you were named after two of the greatest men I ever knew, Albus Severus, which is still the worst thing <laughs> ever. Um, yeah. I saw one that was like, you were named after the three greatest men I ever knew, Sora, Donald, Goofy. (laughs) (laughs) But it's funny because it's got to the point where the trio for me isn't Mickey, Donald and Goofy and never will be. It's Sora, Donald and Goofy. Yeah, what's happened to Mickey? Is he dead? Mickey's Mickey's a king in the Kingdom Hearts universe. And (laughs) it's funny. It's funny because there's a lot of scenes where... um, it's just like something they're talking about this really like dark this like darkness stuff they're talking about all this shit and Mickey's just there looking like Mickey Mouse <laughs> it's, it's... do you reckon I reckon Mickey Mouse would be an absolute dickhead of a king should... like, I, really, like, I think he'd be a proper dictator <laughs> you should look at some um, footage from the most recent from Kingdom Hearts 3 from the Pirates of the Caribbean world because the way they make Sora, Donald and Goofy look yeah they don't belong in that universe but that those look incredible. Those scenes, like if you look at the original Pirates of the Caribbean stuff, I think in Kingdom Hearts two, and then you look at the stuff in Kingdom Hearts three, it's incredible. Like the advancements, oh, 
Like they, I'm about to give it they a basically watch through, it's it's horrible in the game because you have to, you know, watch it. But they basically recreate the entire Let It Go sequence from Frozen, but with oh Sora, Donald, Lord. and Goofy in the background, like just walking along while Elsa's doing all her shit. And it's like this is this is a, this is again unrelated, but you know, Let It Go. Sorry, have you seen have you seen the video on YouTube where it's uh, uh every time she she says Let It Go or a certain certain word, the tempo increases. Oh, one or, of those videos. And, it, and it like starts to it gets to a point and it gets faster so in the end it's just her screeching god damn it yeah and no, i know those kind of videos though like i've seen the ones for like shrek and that <laughs> all star but every time something happens this happens <laughs> have you seen the one of lord of the rings where it's a uh, every time sam every... takes a step he says the line is it that yeah. one is that what you're gonna say it's, it's, it's either that one or it's every time someone speaks sam says the line. I think there's two different ones, and he says the line. If I if I step over this now, yeah, the service I'll be I've ever been. Ever been. Yeah, <laughs> someone. So, yeah, oh. That's so long, isn't it? Because every time he takes a step, they play that entire little scene. But I think the film's already like four fucking hours long, and now uh, it's like with that, it makes. I think like the first one ends up it's like nine well, it's, hours. It's, it's, it's that that it's unwatchable that video because um it's every time because in that scene he's like obviously still walking along. And it's like every time he takes a step in that scene, it replays that scene. No, but that scene is like what forty-five minutes into the film. If the extended one, maybe an hour, like some yeah. of that. But in that video, that scene comes up a good hour and a half, two How hours. How long in. was that video in the end? I it's long. I think. I think it's proper long. It's like every time. Oh, it's incredible. Um, but it's not. But <sighs> um, but the other thing I was gonna. Because we got way off the point I was going to make. <laughs> the additional content they've released for Final Fantasy VII reminds me of the additional content they did before Final, before Kingdom Hearts Three came out, which was when they released uh, Kingdom Hearts. I want to say zero point two. Yeah. Which was like a prequel bit to Kingdom Hearts Three that featured a character called Aqua, and when she was trapped in a dark realm or something like that. Um, and it was kind of like a tech demo for Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, it showed a lot of the gameplay stuff and how the and visuals for what Kingdom Hearts 3 would inevitably be. But it was only, okay. like, something like 20 minutes of gameplay. I'm probably, probably longer than that. I'm probably exaggerating with that length. But it was probably a little bit of gameplay. So I'm thinking that's kind of what this is. And that you are going to be technically buying a full-price game to get a little bit of extra content, especially if you've already played the game. Like yeah, possibly. But I'm a sucker for it, and I'm probably going to buy that game again, <laughs> especially when I get a PS5. The uh, the the um, the additional content isn't available on PS4, as far as I know. Ah, oh, damn. Well, what if I get it on PS5, and then when lockdown's over, you can play it on mine. Oh, that's sweet. But I'm yeah, a sweet it's, guy. it's essentially it's been got called a different. Well, it's got a different word in the title now as well, so it's Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate. Whatever that means. Whatever that means. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, so I think that's the only additional content, which, you know, that... The game already adds so much additional content to the Final Fantasy VII story as it is, so I don't need more in the game. Yeah, that's and fair. And more than anything, I do just want the next one. Yeah, oh, the, I think a lot of people feel the same way. The uh, the digital deluxe edition of the game will also be available, which will include a digital art book and a digital mini soundtrack. Hmm. I don't know. It's fine. 
Nice. I'm more I like the we iconic love. soundtracks. Uh, the only other thing from State of Play, which is, uh, I think it was pretty much the same stuff we've seen before, maybe a little bit more story details. There was another trailer release for the game Kena or Ke- uh, Bridge of Spirits. Oh, that looks amazing. That game looks incredible. Like I'm very excited. When I for first that. saw that game advertised way back when they did the full announcement, the original announcement for PS5 stuff, that was the game. Uh, yeah. That, yeah, that was the game that caught me the most, apart from Spider-Man: Mars Morales, which I still haven't played. But um... <laughs> yeah, it looks it looks visually stunning. Oh, yeah, it looks so good, and it's like that. That's a game I'm really excited for. Like, yeah, I'm 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 buzzing <laughs> for that game for sure. Um, Absolutely. Apparently, I'm leading the gaming stuff, obviously, because there's only uh, the only other gaming news was uh, released today, the day we're recording this. Um, well, before you, before you mention it, the reason I the reason I said for you to do this bit is because it's everything I like. Yeah, this subject is this subject is something very close to you as well. Yeah. So earlier, I mentioned that Pokemon is celebrating its 25th anniversary, and um, so there was a Pokemon Direct on uh, Friday the 26th, which um, revealed. <clears throat> some new game details. I'm only going to go into the ones that interest me because I know there was some Pokemon Snap stuff, which I'm not a big fan of in terms of I never played the original, so I don't care about the new one. Um, but they've announced they're doing <clears throat> Diamond and Pearl remake, so that's Generation 4 of Pokemon. Um, nice. Which came out... Diamond and Original Diamond and Pearl came out in 2006, which is 15 years ago now. Jesus. Um, people have wanted Gen 4 remakes for a while, so, you know... There's been hints that it was going to happen, and it just felt they've done the remakes kind of in order. So we got Generation Two remake, we got Generation One remakes back in two thousand and five, two thousand four. I think it was two thousand four. We got Generation Two remakes, two thousand seven, I believe it came out after Diamond and Pearl. We got Gen Three remakes back in like twenty fourteen. So you know, it only makes sense that now we're getting the Generation Four remakes, maybe a bit later than people anticipated initially, but we're getting. Um, this is I didn't know this until I saw someone mention this but they Game Freak the company that make the Pokemon games they um, they kind of give the remakes to like another studio kind of and like to le- like to give to test out new like things oh so, really yeah so the remake doesn't look like for example the last Pokemon game it do- has like maybe the battle sequences are kind of similar but it it does look like it's I've seen people compare it to maybe it looks like it belongs on the 3DS, but it looks okay in the sense that it kind of it is reminiscent of the older style of Pokemon games, where it's like the little um, avatars walking around, the little characters yeah. and stuff like that, and the world does look smaller and more more like the classic Pokemon games, whereas in the newer ones, obviously, the world is a lot bigger and open now. Um, well, didn't they just announce? Didn't they just they, announce one that's they, very they, Breath they, of the Wild? They all that's the yeah. Um, so, but the, the Diamond and Pearl remakes are called. Uh, oh fuck! Because <laughs> um, they don't give them the same names; they give them like new names. So yeah, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Um, okay. I'm not a big fan of Diamond and Pearl. I did play them around at the time they came out. I was a bit late to it because I um didn't get a DS because. At that time, I think my mum and that thought I was going to grow out of Pokemon. Obviously, I never did, so... <laughs> he never did. I did for a little bit, because I was at a point where I was like, I'm just probably not going to get the new Pokemon games, and I I didn't get black and white. I missed that generation completely, and then I got Pokemon X when I bought my 2DS, and now I'm just like, I don't have to grow out of Pokemon. They're games. I enjoy playing them. Um, yeah, exactly. But... Yeah, um... 
the games look I think it's I've been wanting to replay that generation but I haven't been wanting to go back to it so I think getting the remakes is what's going to get me to do it yeah um, because when they do the remakes they add so I'm expecting they're going to add certain features that they've had in newer games where like you, every Pokemon gets uh, experience when you battle and that just makes the game just easier to play I know a lot of Pokemon fans especially hardcore fans don't like that aspect because it does just make the games easier but yeah that means I can play it quicker and that's what matters to me because I go off of them so easily if I'm not making progress I think a lot of people have that with a lot of yeah. games as well because even though it's on a home console now when I played Pokemon Sword re- did I play Sword or Shield Sword um, I never I think I played it twice on the on my on my TV and I would always play it handheld because whenever I used to play it as a kid I used to play it in the car <laughs> Like Pokemon wasn't a game I sat in my room playing. I always, I always wished that I kind of grew up liking Pokemon, but I, I just didn't like. I was more of a, and I mean, you know this. I was more of a Power Ranger guy. I think for growing up, I wouldn't have liked it as much as I did if it wasn't for. I had a lot of, I say a lot. I had a few older friends when I was a kid. In terms of, it, I don't know how it worked out, but somehow most of my childhood friends, like from birth childhood friends were yeah. all a year older than me they were all like that so in school they would have all been a year above me kind of thing even though only one of them went to my school um so whenever i you know had these childhood friends they were always a year older than me and i usually got like from i got pokemon and dragon ball z and stuff like that from them from one friend in particular i still have her cards that have her initials on the back so <laughs> yeah i just I, I, I know for a fact if i'd grown up on it i would have I would be at a point now where I'd absolutely love it, but mm. for me it was it was always, you know, I was a big Power Ranger guy, and then when I like late primary school, early secondary school, I was obviously Doctor Who started, and that 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 took my heart basically. Yeah. But I oh, was also early primary school. It was for me it was like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, Firefly, all that kind of those esque. It, it's very shows. it's very weird how even in a, even a year can make a difference in what you're interested in. Well, no, exactly. I feel like if I was born just a year earlier, Maybe genuinely, because I, yeah. I know, yeah, I know a lot of people that are older than me that that love it, absolutely love it. And I feel like if I was born just a little earlier, maybe I would have loved it too. But I think it was just all down to timings, really. I was born, Power Rangers, Mind Morphin Power Rangers was on, and obviously not just then, but yeah. you know, I mean, Power Rangers was on the TV, and that's what that's what took my interest, really. Yeah. Um. Because um, yeah. Yeah, Pokemon for me because I remember a lot of people in school being interested in Pokemon. Um, yeah, and same like Beyblade, that was a big fad at that time as well. <laughs> people would have Beyblade fights in the playground. It was it was quite incredible. <laughs> well, what a time to be alive! I remember, <laughs> um, I remember Beyblade. Beyblade's still a thing. Like people still really like Beyblade now, but it's like so different. Yeah, it's not. It's not what it should have been. Like, also, it's not what it was. Also, if you did grow up on Beyblade and there's a and you're listening to this and there's a little bit of a voice in you that's saying, "Oh yeah, Beyblade, maybe I'll go and check it out." I will tell you two things. One, the entire series I think is still available to watch on YouTube. I, nice. Not legally, I assume it's someone's uploaded it or no one's taken it down. It is. And two, don't watch it. The dub is horrible. <laughs> there you go it's available <laughs> but don't do it yeah i tried watching it the pacing is horrible because this is back from when america when they were doing a dubbing in america yeah they were trying to match the footage they had so like there's like 
they're trying the way they structure sentences is to fill out different kinds of gaps so like there's pa- the pacing of the way they say something isn't natural and it's like i'm watching it it's just awful don't do it but um yeah the new pokemon you know re- uh diamond and pearl remakes they look they look fine they look, it's pokemon i'll play it i'll get them <laughs> um but speaking of those come out later this year 2021 yep speaking of pokemon there was also an announcement for an open world pokemon game set in the same region but in the past nice so it's and yeah like you said it has got that very breath of the wild feel it's an open world rpg pokemon game which is um the first of its kind they kind of teased oh, wow. this kind of gameplay in the last one. They had an area called the Wild Area where you could like control the camera around you. You could walk a- through this world, and there were- you could interact with loads of different Pokemon on the on like in on the land, I guess, like on the screen, yeah. rather than you'd walk into grass and you'd get a random encounter. This was like you could see the Pokemon, you could walk up to them, and you could interact with them to fight them. Um, a lot of people were saying they wanted, they thought that was what the next game was going to be, and it does seem like they're going in that direction with this one, um, which is the main game that Game Freak are working on, and it looks, it looks incredible for a Pokemon game. Yeah, I saw some screenshots, and the the screenshots I saw looked unreal, like they yeah. looked amazing. And that, that's why I think they did these two announcements together because that is the natural progression from what we saw from pokemon sword and shield whereas the remakes are sort of there to just satisfy people yeah for sure yeah for sure which is why maybe the remakes do look like they've been given less attention and not on the same level as the past remakes but you know everyone everyone has their own different opinion on what they, they can do with it i don't think the art style for the new for the for the remakes looks great but I think it does look similar to the older versions, so I'll play it. I'll have a good time, most probably. I mean, we'll probably we'll probably cover them in some way on this podcast when they, when they come out. Yeah, yeah, in uh, November, most probably, because that's when they always come out. And um, yeah, when the new the the other game called Pokemon Arceus for Harry that doesn't know, um, Arceus is the, is the god Pokemon. Essentially, he created the universe. Nice, I respect um, that. <clears throat> We assume. Well, no, the, the the Pokedex entry for him is he created a universe, apparently. So it could be our universe. It could be another one. <laughs> Still respect it. It's because there's lots of things. Like, there's the very first Pokemon, which is Mew. And that's, like, first... <laughs> uh, any Pokemon fans that know of this meme, there's a meme where there's, like, someone asks you, uh, what's the first Pokemon? And there are four answers. Like, it's a multiple-choice question, and you've got four answers to choose from. And it's, is it Mew... Bulbasaur, Rhydon, or Arceus? And the answer is yes to all of them because Mew is the first Pokemon discovered. Bulbasaur is the first Pokemon in the Pokedex. Rhydon was the first Pokemon designed. And uh, Arceus is the god Pokemon, so the first Pokemon. Yeah, you've lost me. Yeah, it's 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 just a funny meme. Anyway, um, yeah, it's called Pokemon Arceus. comes out the early next year and it's an open world. RPG in the same vein as Zelda Breath of the Wild, except Pokemon. Oh, very exciting. It's set in like a feudal Sinnoh, so it's going to be similar to like a feudal Japan, because, you know, (laughs) the Japanese games. Uh, Very nice, looking forward to it, man. We'll definitely cover it in some way. So that's Pokemon news. Is that the end of our our news? Um, Yeah, we'll do a quick 
what we do every week or what I do every week, which is ch- trending. Well, I'll sing a little song. Warner Brothers is intending to introduce audiences to a black Superman. That's from discussing films, so you know, take that with a grain of salt. And that's that's it with Warner Brothers because obviously it's just talking about Pokemon. Pokemon? Justin Bieber announces new album release date. Nobody cares. Who gives a shit? I mean, people that like Justin Bieber probably, but yeah, that's fair. And that looks like all, oh, folks. Uh, yeah, the news. And then yeah, uh, I mentioned this earlier, but 35 years ago today, the day we're recording this, first episode of Dragon Ball aired on Fuji TV in Japan. Oh, nice! But the manga started. Happy birthday, Dragon Ball! The manga started two years prior, so. Dragon Ball TV, I mean. Oh, pardon me. Um, on that, well, look when we when we when we started this podcast, right? When we when we got together and said, right, let's do it. let's do a test episode. We wrote down basically a big list. We have a big list, the longest list you'll ever see in your life. It's, it's super long. Down. Of topic, no, it's not that long. Well, it's quite long. Anyway, of topics that we want to include, right? Because this is something that we're, we're planning to do long term. We thought let's make a list of different topics and different ideas that we can talk about episode to episode. And uh, for this this week, this is our first time picking from that list, let's say. Yeah. Um, and uh, like I said, this is very long. We've got very exciting things, like such as a couple of examples. We've got um, favorite comic book storylines. Uh, for me, like favorite Doctor Who episodes, um, Star Wars, which can be split into all manner of different things. <laughs> but what we thought we would start with for delving into this list is we're going to talk about the first three Michael Bay Transformers films. Whoa. Now, whoa. Now, these films are very divisive to, it, it, I think it's a way of saying it, and we just thought, why not? Look, Kong, Godzilla vs. Kong doesn't come out for a few weeks, um, and we will cover the previous films for those. Zack Snyder's Justice League doesn't come out for a few weeks, and we just thought this yeah. might be a nice way of just yeah. kind of. While I remember, just I know you, I know it's more of a oh, off-air discussion maybe, but that um, Raya and the Last Dragon comes out. Next oh, week. of course. Well, this Raya week the Last we're recording Dragon. this. Um, I'm probably going to try and watch it. It will be you know available on Disney Plus to pay to watch, but I don't know if you're going to. I will definitely try my best to watch it. That's for sure. If we can cover it, I really want to see that film. But yeah. Um. But yeah, so we thought we'd just... Look, we've both, we've both seen all the Transformers films. Connor... When I first met Connor, Connor was Connor's a fan of Transformers I in general, just not say, just the, the films, think, I'd say. I was going to say, I will say... I'm only a fan because of those films. Um, but I will say, you haven't probably seen all the films, because I don't think you've seen the original one from 1986. Oh, I'm sorry, I meant I've seen all the... Live action ones. ones. Well, live action, because yeah. you've, you've seen Bumblebee? I have seen Bumblebee, love Bumblebee. Oh, there's a few animated films anyway, but they're all like... Yeah. Anyway, um... Yes, I am more knowledgeable with Transformers because when the first one came out I, the, in 2007 I fell in love with it because it was yeah. dumb action films and I gradually and rapidly I would say rapidly declined my opinions in those films as time went on because they're divisive as Trash uh, Oh, okay Anyway, the franchise yeah, began in 1984 with the Transformers toy line That's what it was The anime that came out technically anime because it's Japanese produced so yeah um, the animated series that came out was just produced as an advert for the toys it's a toy line that got a TV show and a huge franchise what more do you need to know <laughs> this 
There's actually literally the... nothing you need to know. We're not going to go into law. We might dis- I might discuss some law if it comes up, but other it's than fair that... to say that you know a lot more about Transformers yeah, yeah, than yeah. me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it began. Began as a toy line, very successful toy line, and yeah, it became films. Right. Let's just let's just let's just start. Start basic, with Transformers, right? two thousand and seven, directed by Michael Bay, written. Well, just in, by... even even before that, right? In general, what yeah. are your opinions on the first three films? Um, they're fine. Like they're not good, they're fucking. <laughs> they're not good, are they? No, but they've got some I... cool little moments and that, and it is they are just dumb action films. That's it. I think my thing with the Transformers films, well, my thing with Michael Bay films, I guess, but Michael Bay Transformers films is the action stuff, and I mean visually, special effects wise, great, really, special really effects well and done. Set pieces, like yeah. But the stuff that that I don't like is stuff like like he he's very he sexualizes women quite a lot. Like mm-hmm. I think that in, in Transformers Three, the first shot you see of Rosie Huntington whitely as a butt, and it's like it's just it's just why why you don't yeah why why have you done it's it's just it's borderline creepy. But then you get to stuff with the like, the action sequences and the action sequences are fun. They're stupid. This is why I mean. The sexualization of women. It's why Michael Bay used to make Victoria's Secret adverts. Did he actually? That's where he first directed Rosie Huntington Whiteley. Crikey on a bikey. Like, yeah. That's that's where he got her from. Like, she wasn't an that actress. Explains... She wasn't an actress before. But then saying that, she's really good in Mad Max. <laughs> yeah, she's fantastic in Mad Max. Fury but Road. I think I think the thing is 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 a stuff like that in these films. And the stereotypes and, and the sexualizing yeah. of women, but to a point of it's uncomfortable. Yeah, sexual- just makes me feel like no, Michael very, Bay is a bad dude. Like oh, it's so is. uncomfortable. Oh, he is. It's, it's it's and it's not needed either, at all. No. It's not needed in the plot. Why can't she just be a strong female character helping helping the the other characters? Why why does every yeah. main woman in these films could, have to be completely sexualized? We could get into a whole discussion about that, but we're also probably not the right people to talk about that oh so. no 100% but also the product placement I can't deal with the product placement man yeah you can it's the best it's the best it's, uh, do you know okay, right I know this not covering it's not as bad in the first three films the worst is in no the I was gonna not talking yeah, about so no I was gonna say yeah the worst they're not as bad in these ones but the worst one I think the fourth one was like at one point had the most product placement in any film ever made I think it does um yeah I think that's true but yeah because there's that scene when yeah Mark Wahlberg just cracks open a Bud Light just Jack down there. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. hey, hey, daddy, pass me. Um, no, hey, baby, pass, pass, daddy, that uh, that Bud Light. Well, the scene, he just picks it up off the floor and cranks it off the top of the guy's car. <laughs> it's just like, but the thing is, it's the best because it's so stupid. Um, and there's also that scene when Stanley Tucci is just like the pill and holds a Beats pill. It's like, <laughs> uh, let's start. Let's start with. Let's start with the first one. Okay, right? so the first like, one. I... First one was released in 2007, directed by Michael Bay, written by uh, John Rogers, Roberto Orki, and Alex Kurtzman, who uh, did the Star Trek films, right? The two, those two, Orki and Kurtzman. Yeah, yeah. Now, for me, right? Or did the first two? I. The first one is the one that I I've seen the least. I've seen the second and the third one a couple of times. Um, the first, the very, very first one, I haven't rewatched as much. Yeah. 
and I rewatched it a couple of nights ago and the f- the striking thing I found about it is in the first hour there's a lot of dead air there's a lot of dead time that's will, just not needed I will start this off talking about the first film with the biggest positive I can probably say for the, what we're going for with these three films the first yeah. scene in the first film is the best scene in those Michael Bay films oh no the fir- tell you what the first scene is fantastic when, when they're on the army base the name of the blackout comes blackout, when he lands and he just fucking wrecks them like the reveal the like the slow build up and like it's like oh this is we know we know what it is like we know but it's like it's so there's like tension and then when it just transforms and goes crazy just blows up the base it's like that is an incredible sequence and that's what like those films should have really been because it then transitions into Shia LaBeouf in high school and it's like oh okay right for me for me (laughs) Yeah, for me, right, that first scene is fantastic. And I, I also like the subsequent where the, the soldiers led by Josh DeMille's character are yeah. like trying to, going through the desert and being hunted. I could have had a whole film with them in a desert being hunted by a Transformer. Right? I couldn't have had a whole That'd film be... with Tyrese, though, but yeah. Okay. Not with Tyrese, but <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that concept would have been great. Yeah, I think, right? I think you'll find I think, that, I think... that Josh Duhamel, Duhamel's character, uh, his name is William Lennox. Apologies, apologies <laughs> to Mr. Lennox, but Captain I just, Lennox. I just the, the stuff with Shia LaBeouf, right? I understand they were trying to bring in a kind of this kind of more grounded or more, uh, well, d- just was, a character. It was, but it's just, it's just shit. It was meant to be a story about a boy in his car. Is essentially what they were going for. Um, and there is moments of that though, but yeah. I think there's more. There's moments of that because highlighted better in the next two films as opposed to this film. Those moments would have been better if the person that was ex- one of the people who was executive produced on the film had made it. For example, when the exec- that Steven Spielberg, he produced these films. Oh, I forgot about executive that. produced. It's just his name on on there, but he didn't actually you know produce them. He just executive produced it, which means that his name is on it. But that's it. And then, um, and then for me, it's like all the stuff with he's trying to romance Michaela and all this stuff and then it's it cuts back to all the government and they're running through the desert and you know they're being trapped by a transformer and then it goes back to Shia LaBeouf being a, being a doofus yeah. and be like oh I love this guy and it's like just just get rid of this stuff Try, yeah. introduce me to Shia LaBeouf introduce me to Michaela by Megan Fox and then get straight to the heart of the story I don't need any of this half an hour crap of I really like this girl does she like me I'm embarrassing myself just 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 give me what I'm yeah. here for. It's just that it's the same problem we talked about this when we were talking about um when uh, the trailer for Godzilla vs Kong recently. But it's that yeah. story of we don't want the human element of this story really. Like people no. Hollywood thinks that we need it to be able to relate to a story and it's not if you write not if it's well written. Like this is Transformers. This isn't Sam Witwicky the the saga. It's Transformers. Yeah, I, I... <laughs> And then going on what what you just said there, like, I mean, okay, they, this is referencing Bumblebee, but I think that's what Bumblebee hit the nail on the head from the start. The first scene is all on Cybertron, and like after watching that individual scene, because I watched it not too long ago, yeah. like I I could have had a whole film like that. Well, well, Do you know what I mean? So it does show. It does show that, so. But no, that's what I'm saying. Like, it does show that you can just have a film. Well, you can. Of, we don't we don't need the human element. I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong. Look, the first one, the third one, to a degree, the second one are just are fun. If you just look at them as an action film, they're just fun action films. You can also you know, you've got you've got robots going at each other yeah. and all that. Great, but some elements I'm just a bit like, just get in the bin. Yeah, you can also say that. Um... <clears throat> what was I say? 
the human element has been in Transformers basically since the very beginning. Like there are humans in the original series, there are humans in the original film. Like they're actually there. Like there's a, I don't know if it's only in a couple of scenes, but there's like a human wearing this kind of like mechanized suit and fighting alongside the Transformers. Um, Love that in this in the campy eighties film, but yeah like we don't necessarily need it it can be there if you're going to set it on earth but it doesn't it didn't have to be yeah but that's maybe let's not go into all of that because that's like an entirely different discussion with this just talk about the film itself like um, yeah look, action, i mean the action sequences are good but it does take a while to get to them i rewatch because i've like i had this kind of view in my head that the first one was like the best for a while but mm. not better than bumblebee but the best in terms of those Michael Bay ones. But then going yeah. back to it recently, I realised that it, there is a lot of dead air in that film. Like, no, that's, the, that's, we that's don't, like the first... We don't see a full fight between any Transformers until it's Optimus Prime versus Bonecrusher on the highway. Pretty way. Yeah, and the first, the first kind of action sequence I was I was watching the other day, and I you can you can fast forward the first 45 minutes of the film. If, once you get past the first scene, once you pass the first scene and a couple of bits in the desert, there's a good 45 minutes to an hour's worth of stuff that's just not needed. Oh yeah, there's a lot of just, yeah. You could have condensed that into a scene or a scene or two, and not it's... an hour's worth of, of film. Yeah. And there's a lot going on as well, like there's the um, the uh, fucking, with the hack, the analysts, there's the soldiers, there's Sam, there's Sector 7. It's there's like, a lot going there's, on there's there. There's a lot happening, and then on top of that there's Transformers, and it's like this film can't quite make its mind up on what it's trying to do. Like, there is some interesting stuff in there. But it feels like the Transformers play second part. As oh yeah, they're different. They always focused. feel like they feel like supporting characters until the end. Yeah, until you get to the final big battle, which I th- like. And even then, it's not much. Going back to it now, like for the time, yeah, it was. It was a lot. There's still the. I think the effects are still very good, especially on the Transformers themselves. Like yeah. the moving parts on those transformers, you can actually see how the car they become the cars and that, and it's like that's incredible. Yeah, but then have you noticed that as as it go as the at least the first three films go on or the first five, whatever, the transformations get less and less. Oh yeah, they got lazy. It's just uh, there's a lot. I do like like I think for the third for me the third one has the best action sequences right so just talking about that point where you were saying like how the transforming gets less it feels like they just started focusing on the spec like paying like they focused less on getting the transformers in there and they were just taking the paycheck more than anything like I feel like they were using that money more for the talent rather than they were the special effects because for example you don't in the talking about the fifth one uh, you don't see Optimus Prime turn into the truck you see him like as the truck just drive out of the of some like smoke cloud and it's like oh okay <laughs> but yeah that's but yeah it just doesn't it doesn't make sense you want to see the transformations that's part yeah. of the, why you like the characters like, like, like he's in he's in the third one you know the highway check sorry you know the yeah. highway chase in the third one yeah i like that because like you see at one point bumblebee transforms throws sam Whitby out of the car grabs him and then transforms back it's such a very quick 10 second thing I also but think it's that's called... a really stupid sequence but yeah like not no, the whole but I mean, sequence but I mean, that bit is like so dumb I hate it but yeah no, examples like that are good to see just so we get get to see them transform yeah ah oh, these films man 
Yeah. What's your what's out of the first three, right? What's which one's your favourite? Dark of the Moon for sure. I think I think that's the strongest in terms of I think if you look at it from an action point of view. Not even just that. I actually think it's one of the strongest in terms of story. People might not agree because it is dumb, but I feel like it does a lot with the story that is maybe more interesting in terms of bringing in like the whole moon and stuff and that. I actually find that interesting. Like watching when I watched all three of them back, I was thinking that one is. I feel it's like that. Yeah, I genuinely do feel like the third one has got the most interesting story. Was that the one? Because they have to basically they have to find a an artifact of some sort in every single one, don't they? Is that the oh. one with the that's one with the seed, right? No, that's the fourth one. Oh, which one was which the, one was free? The third one is um, they fight um. There's it's the space bridge where they can like create. The, yes. Yeah, they can bring Cybertron to Earth, or they can transport things between it. Like it's a basic yeah. So they got um Patrick Dempsey as well. Yeah, like that's not yeah. that's still dumb. Like it's not. Don't get me wrong; it's still the dumbest thing ever. But it's yeah, but like, it's more. It, it feels more threat yeah. world ending and threatening. And it, than no, first. that that that's the point in that one. It does feel more world ending because we see the whole of Chicago turned into like a, a war torn city because of the Transformers. Like we only see it in like a a quick six sequence, and it goes. Then suddenly we're in this destroyed Chicago. But it's really like it's a really good like idea for it. I can't exactly think about how to describe it but yeah I just find that one the most interesting and it feels feels like it has the most weight to it I don't know but that, that was the one that was the one when I watched it that I was the most like anyone could go any Transformer can go like the, the one that had the most stakes like even in Revenge of the Fallen you know the big part of the premise of that film is Optimus Prime is killed but then, then he's killed so early you know he's coming back yeah. For me, the thing with Dark of the Moon was I got towards the end and I was like, no, if they kill, if they kill B or if they kill anyone, oh, they're yeah. not coming back. Like that's that because yeah. except it does raise the stakes. Except only, uh, only two Autobots die in that film, and that's Ironhide and the new one they introduced, Q. I mean, who was Ironhide? Yeah, he's been there from the first one, and Q was a, was meant meant to be Wheeljack, who is a very good character in the original series, but they turned him into a fucking James Bond knockoff, like you know, with Q. Yeah, and it's like oh, okay, because everyone has to be something, a reference to something. Everyone has to be a racial stereotype. Look, I'm gonna just put it out there. We've talked a bit about the first and the third one. Should we talk about the second one, Revenge of the Fallen? I was really excited for the second one when it was coming out. Yeah. Because I loved I liked the trailers and stuff like that. I remember watching the trailer all the time. In hindsight, you know, they're not good trailers and they show some of the best bits in the trailer. Um, I liked it when I first saw it. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I was 13 when it came out. So, so yeah, I loved it. But... Um, yeah, it's not it's not good, is it? The story's weirdly terrible. though, it, I find that's the easiest one to have on, even if it's just in, like in a background sense. I don't anymore, because well, I I hadn't watched them for a while, and then yeah, watching through them recently has kind of yeah ruined them for me now. Like I'm like, yeah, now nah, they these aren't good. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 <clears throat> they're. If you had, I think I I don't even know if I could rank them, but yeah, Revenge of the Fallen. I like elements of it. 
I don't. Well, that's the one where they like didn't have a it. script either. Well, that's also because of the writer strike as yeah, well. Yeah, wasn't it? they were just making it up as they went along. Um, and it's very evident as you watch it. Yeah, when it's so stupid as well. Like this is why. I mean, every film changes their story anyway. Like every film is like, okay, this doesn't make any sense. You're retconning everything as you're going. And that was the one that was like, oh, the Transformers have came here te- like in ten thousand BC and set up this giant machine that could absorb the sun. It's like, all right. Whatever you say. Whatever you say, we'll, Mr. Bay. We'll believe you for now. Um, Don't worry. In three fields' time, you're going to have Stanley Tucci as Merlin. So dumb. But um, these are just... Talking about them out loud now makes me realise just how dumb they are. It's funny because talking about <laughs> them now makes me realise I don't think I had that. I have that much to really say. <laughs> like, I, Yeah, like, look... I, if you like them, you like them, and that's fair play. Hmm. Like you know, if you if you look at them from an action point of view, they are, they they are, good action films, I guess. But I just I just think for me, some of the stuff with the director and behind the scenes that we mentioned at the start, and just some of the plot elements, just don't help. And I I I genuinely don't know if I could rewatch these now. I I think my favourite part, especially when I was younger, I think <clears throat> realizing now, not right now, but as I've got older. Um, my favourite part of these films is that it made me think about what I'd do if I was able to make films like this. Like, it made me think about how, what kind of cool sequences would I want to do with the Transformers and that. And that's what mm. I think was the part that appealed to me the most, is it made me come up with my own ideas for Transformers, but based it on did... these kinds of stupid, heavy action, yeah. crazy films. Like, that's what it made yeah. me think of. They've got the imagination there. They've got mm. that nailed. Do you know what I mean? And I think when I was watching them when I was younger... From a film point of view, the special effects and visual, the set pieces are fantastic. Yeah. There's no denying that they look great. Got some good soundtracks um, as well. Good soundtracks are really, really strong. I think Dark of the Moon is the strongest soundtrack. I find for me. Uh, I think Dark of the Moon's the o- overall is the yeah, is the strongest soundtrack. Um, the first one's got a lot of the more memorable tracks, obviously, that they were just carried over throughout the series. Yeah. Like there's part of a track in um I realised this when watching them recently. There's a part of a track in Dark of the Moon that briefly, very briefly appears in uh, Revenge of the Fallen. Oh. But it gets like more more play in Dark of the Moon soundtrack, but it, it is in the uh, the Revenge of the Fallen soundtrack. Which does show that, you know, like he's a good composer in terms of making the music but it's then also applying the music to I watched a video not too long ago I can't remember the name of the channel uh, or what the video was actually about but it was talking about like motifs in music and stuff like that and how certain music certain theme like themes how they relate to the characters and stuff like that yeah like I think there was a video about like Star Wars soundtracks as well and how the themes relate to the characters they're not just there to be recognisable themes they're there to relate to something like the Autobots yeah, sure. have a theme Bumblebee has a theme uh, the soldiers have a theme Autobots roll out <laughs> um, Decepticons don't really have a theme <laughs> but yeah like, um, no yeah I think the music's incredible in those films I listen to it a lot I find I can listen to like individual tracks not the whole soundtracks as much as I used to but yeah yeah I think just thinking about these, I feel like I'd have a lot more to say with 
Michael Bay's last two as opposed to these three. Probably. But I, I mean, think there's a point. I think the last the last two there's a there's a point in the last two where it's just it's it's just borderline. It's just bad. Um, the point is, is when you're starting to watch um, Age of Extinction and you're like, okay, there's kind of something interesting going on here, and then it just drags. <laughs> and before you know it, uh, nearly two hours have passed and you feel like you're not even in the final act yet. <laughs> oh. And I mean, we will we will cover those two, and we'll cover Bumblebee as well. Bumblebee will be a good yeah. one. I seem to rewatch the last one. I would. I could talk about Bumblebee forever. Like I could talk about it now, but I'm trying to put off because it's not. We said we'd talk about the first three. Yeah, we'll call. Well, what we'll do is. Uh, I mean, it's obviously up to the viewers as well if you want to get in touch. But because um, our plan at the moment was was we were going we to be talking about uh, the Godzilla films and the Kong films before Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. But obviously, if you want us to talk about the last two Transformers films and and Bumblebee before that, we can. If not, then we'll, we'll possibly do it a bit after. Yeah, we'll try and come back um, to it. I don't think. Yeah, like. But we just wanted to show you guys kind of like... Well, here's... Yeah, I was going to say... This yeah, we, this is like just one of our topical ideas. Maybe this isn't structured very well and we've both come into this not enthusiastic about Transformers. <laughs> but, I think that's where it worked though, because I've fair enough I've had more to say. We could delve into a little bit of... stuff Because I've got Wikipedia up at the moment on my phone. Um, the first film was nominated for three Academy Awards. Really? Yeah, for sound editing, sound mixing and visual effects. Didn't win any. Fair. The Booth's show or LaBeouf uh, performance was praised by Empire. Ah, <laughs> oh. the magazine. Um, let me just look at the second film then. Um, while I've got this open, Transformers film series. Woo! Revenge of the Fallen. Oh wait, I was going to say how much it. The first film made. That's the whole franchise. The first. Fuck off. Um. Sorry, I don't mean to shout into the microphone about <laughs> stuff. Uh, the first film made $709 million from a, about a $200 million budget. Okay. Which is good money. I mean, that's the thing. These films have They've made, made a lot money. Of money. Yeah. They've made loads of money, um, hence why they've still got loads coming out. The second one made nearly $840 million from a 210 budget. $210 million budget. Um, the third one was the first one to cross a billion. Made one point one two four billion dollars from a nearly two hundred million budget. I think that was nominated for something as well, because they all like got like a special effects. Yeah, it was nominated for best sound editing, best sound mixing, and best special effects. I'll say what then. Here's a question for you. Free rankings, right? Mm -hmm. Rank the films. Firstly, based on the best ones in terms of story, then in terms of action. And then in terms of um, what you enjoy the most. Uh, 3, 1, 2, 3, 2, 1, 3, 1, 2. Crikey. Yeah. All right. oh, I thought it was going to take longer than that. No, yeah, the third, the third one's, the, I think, has got the best story. Then one, and then two. The third one's got my favourite action sequences. Um, I watched the trailer for that film every day when it was released. Before the film came out. And then I watched the film every day because I had it on my iPod. <laughs> I love that. Um, just the end sequences, really. Just the highway sequence and then the end sequence. I love that Optimus Prime mile-long rampage he does when he flies in and just takes them all out. 
Yeah, yeah some looking, of the ones. Looking back on it, it's not great. <laughs> it's, some it's, of the shots in that are nice, though. Yeah, there's some great action set pieces, is what they were really good at. Um, and then, um, what was the last one you said in terms of. Most enjoyable. So, wait, it was action. Oh, wait, no, in action. It was story, story, story action, action, most enjoyable. So, yes. So, story and most enjoyable are both 3, 1, then 2. Okay. And then for action, the yeah, three, two, then one, because two has that forest sequence, which is incredible. That actually yeah, might I... be one of my favorite action sequences in the franchise, because that's incredible. I do really like that forest sequence. Like, I there can't are lie. Parts of it that are really, they look stupid. Like there's a part when like a tree just hits another tree, and you can tell it's just some. It's not being swung by anyone or anything. It just looks stupid. <laughs> I just like the fact it's Optimus fending against them all. Yeah. He literally says the line, "I'll take you all on." I'll take, I'll take you all. I think my rankings would be exactly the same as yours. Oh god, no! Actually, that we didn't really go too much into this, but like the second one has got some pretty amazing moments for the Transformers. I think that might actually have the best moments for the Transformers themselves. Do expand. Uh, well, it's got the forest sequence where Optimus Prime rips off Starscream's arm and throws it at him. He tears Grindor's face in half and beats up Megatron, then gets stabbed and blasted through the chest. It's like it's incredible. But then, yeah, that is that is a pretty sick sequence. In the end sequence, when Optimus gets the parts from Jetfire, who's, like sacrifices himself, and then he has like that jet and all that like around him, that he can fly, and he just then, goes, he goes, he goes I... and wrecks Megatron's shit. Like the way I, I have always said this. I spoke to this because me and my cousin watched these films together, and he never used to understand what. There's a certain part after Optimus has blasted, like ripped Megatron's arm off, shot him in the face with his own arm, and then blast and then blast him away with the jet boosters um there's a part when megatron's like lying on the ground like he's in pain he's like you know he can barely like, he's basically been blown to shreds a little bit but he's still you know he's got a remnant of an arm remaining and he yeah the, the only thing megatron can think to do in that sequence is call out for starscream and i love that so much when it's like megatron's just like starscream <laughs> just like, help me he's like i love it and no one's ever been able to understand why i love that so much <laughs> I do love the fact that Optimus gets the parts from Jetfire, uses them, and, and this guy's just sacrificed, the <laughs> and then he just, he just goes, don't need them. That make, there's, I, you don't really get a sense of scale with some of the Transformers, but Jetfire is actually, like, huge. Yeah. Like, Optimus looks so much bigger when he has Jetfire's parts, and then, like, obviously he drops them all off. But um, then there's that part where he just rips out the fallen spark and rips off his face, and it's like, it's... It's Optimus going like I've heard other people talk about the films and they've said about how you can watch the films and slowly see Optimus Prime's descent into insanity. Yeah. <laughs> For all the films he just goes slightly just, and slightly a man. And it's it's great. Like it's not it's not Optimus Prime in that sense. Like he's always meant to be this man of honour and all that kind of stuff. And he's just he just goes insane and it's incredible. Oh I do I do love parts of these films. I can't deny that. I love aspects of them, but I I couldn't say that I love. Oh, I said a lot of parts. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's the? I'm trying to now think if there's anything else in the second one I liked. Um. I think that's it. The opening sequence is pretty interesting. Like, you know, when you're seeing the Transformers working with the humans. Yeah, that's an interesting dynamic as well. And they're like, they're in Shanghai, and there's that big wheel one. <laughs> Not much happens in that. There's a sequence when um, there's obviously the 
sideswipe the uh, Corvette is chasing sideways the uh, Audi R8 one and he just cuts him in half <laughs> strong um yeah, that's the second film, though, and then it's got a stupid love story, but obviously between Sam and Michaela, and it's like they don't want to say "I love you" because they're essentially children. It's just all that I don't care for. Yeah, no, like, I, don't I just care for that. I, I, I didn't care about any of that stuff. Sam goes to college or university, and he, yeah, then he doesn't, and he goes back. Um, yeah. Nothing. Yeah, it's not not great that film is it in that sense. No, but I, I think, think it has got I, some of my favorite action sequences when I think about it now. Yeah, but I think in general, I think the third one is the strongest. Oh one. yeah, and Sam dies in that one and comes back to life. Oh, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, like he dies in that scene. <laughs> like... well, that, it... that film has that film has the making <laughs> to be in the strongest one, and it's just forgettable. And it's like the Matrix of leadership has to be earned, and it's like if you in the actual animated stuff, the person who can like earn the Matrix of Leadership is the leader of the Autobots. So is Sam the leader of the Autobots? He's actually Optimus Prime in disguise. Well, no, his name would be Sam Prime, I guess, because Optimus's name before he's a Prime is Orion Pax. Hmm. <laughs> Didn't know that. Yeah, he's a, he was like... I think he's like he was, he was a librarian on Cybertron. Something like that. <laughs> hey, don't talk in the library. And he... I think that's a part that's one origin but I know he's like yeah he's like a protege and he's like yeah he takes over when he gets the Matrix of Leadership and stuff like that Optimus uh, spoilers for the 1986 animated film Optimus dies early on in that film and uh, oh really yeah because that film served as not the end of the animated series because I think there was another season after the film but it was meant to be like an ending and it was yeah Optimus Prime dies and hands the uh, Matrix of Leadership to Ultra Magnus, but before he can get it to Ultra Magnus, it falls out of his hand, and Rodimus, uh, Hot Rod catches it, and then he becomes Rodimus Prime. And a reference I made in, an, in a previous episode, um, Galvatron is in that, portrayed by Leonard Nimoy, who is Megatron. Oh yes, of course. Megatron after he's betrayed by uh, Starscream and then rebuilt by Unicron. Unicron is played by Orson Welles. <laughs> like <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. Yeah, but that's the animated film anyway. That's it's it's all right. It's very campy. <laughs> um, what your you got any final thoughts for the first few Transformers films? Um, the Bumblebee gimmick kind of gets old quick, doesn't it? Yeah, a lot of it gets old quite quick. Let's be fair. I do like the whole you know Optimus has his little monologues in the beginning and the end. I don't like the fact Bumblebee gets his translator at the end of the first film and then the start of the second film he's Well, he's his voice just comes back and like apparently the actor that played him in that scene Mark Ryan who also plays um, Jetfire in the second film mm. um, he said that he didn't know they were going to include that in the film he just recorded it off the bat and they like if he did he would have used a younger voice for Bumblebee <laughs> Yeah um, um, Yeah it's, it's... I do really like Megatron in that first film, even though he's not in it much. Like, I love when he shows up and, like, the first thing he thinks to say is, I am Megatron. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, like I said, look, there's aspects of all these films I really do enjoy. Yeah. But there's some dumb I parts, just... it's just they're surrounded by annoying parts. The dumb stuff I can yeah, deal with, even... the annoying stuff I can't. Yeah, that's exactly my viewpoint. I think, I, I think. I was surprised at how much dead air was in the first one, and I yeah. don't think I could go back and watch the first one now. No, the second one Weirdly. was a lot of dead air, and then it 
Yeah, I think out of the first three, the only one I could probably go back and rewatch now is the third one. Yeah, that third one also has, even though Optimus struggles so much in the past, he just fucking kills Megatron in two swipes essentially. Yeah, literally, Megatron helps him, and then he's like, "No, nah, I'm gonna kill you now, bro." He's got one arm as well, and he just throws an axe into Megatron's chest and then rips his head off with it. I mean, it's a sick, it's a sick killing. Oh no, it is. I love that so much. That's why I love that film. Like when Optimus pulls out the axe, I'm like, oh. Because his signature weapon in the series was the axe. Oh, okay. Like his Energon axe. Um, they obviously just gave him the, the swords. But, uh, yeah, when he has the sword and the axe, and he's just, like, going up against Sentinel, it's like, I love it. I love all that stuff. They I love it. Execute Sentinel Prime. <laughs> Played by Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> oh, what a dude. But, that's, yeah, those three Transformers films. Look. We will probably cover the the rest of them. Just I actually maybe not, sorry, maybe not straight away. Yeah, no. I actually quite like Sam in the third one as well, even though he's like lost his mind. Um, <laughs> he seems more tolerable in the third one. He's he's also like so unhinged. Yeah, he's just he's just there's that scene when there's nuts. that scene when he's going insane in his car when he drives up to the uh, nest headquarters <laughs> and like yeah. you, there's this there's that look that uh, Carly gives him and he, she's just like what am I what the look she gives him is almost so genuine. <laughs> well, it's almost like the actress is genuinely yeah, in fear for like, her. Life. The soldier just like op- opens the door and she just gets out of the car like, "Yeah, I'm not with him." And then Sam's just like <laughs> screaming. I love it. <laughs> oh, I need to. I, I might. Uh, yeah, he, like, that's a great scene. I can't lie. And then, all you, as they're like, as he's grappling with one of them, one of the, you can just hear Carly going, "Sam, they've got guns." <laughs> <laughs> And the guy's just like, how's your car now? And then Bumblebee drives up and he's like, that's my car. That's my car. It's like, what the fuck is this shit? Uh, John Turturro oh, kind of is... loses his mind as he goes further on. Oh, I can't. I, hate, I, hate I, to say this. I can't love him. I love him. I love him in the in the second, in the third one with um, Alan Tudyk. <laughs> I like him in the second one, if anything, but... One man, I... alone, betrayed by the alone. he loves. <laughs> Oh, I hate Leo in the second film. He went on to play um, a character in Iron Fist. He did. Uh, I can't remember the character's name, but it's the Colleen Wings like mentor. But yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, now we're finally getting into proper... like there's, there's a little bit more enthusiasm. I feel like now. <laughs> nah, these have these have. These have killed me. Yeah, Sam's just kicking his car. <laughs> he's just he's just intolerable. I, I, think, he... I he's intolerable. I think like the third one is where it's just like I can enjoy it a bit more. I don't know why. I just enjoy him more in the third one than I did in the first two. Well, I cannot wait for us to cover the Mark Wahlberg ones. Because <laughs> the third, yeah, the third one, yeah, no, the third one is just when he's just like he doesn't give a shit anymore, and you can tell. But then oh, it's also yeah, quite sure. emotional. Like, that sequence where he's saying goodbye to Optimus and Bumblebee is like quite emotional. I mean, yeah, but I still don't care about his character. So it didn't. No, no, not, didn't... yeah, but not for him. I mean, for the Transformers more than anything. It's just like oh that, yeah, for de- sure. That definitely feels like a you know. That's a, I like. It's got some good moments. You just if the rest yeah. of the writing was better around those moments, it would feel more. I think that's the easiest thing to say yes. about these films. I think, like, I think overall, I think these first three films have good moments. 
yeah. and are good action films. I think they all have good moments, but they gradually get filled with worse stuff as you go along. Yeah. Except, Matt, yeah, I do think the third one is the strongest in every aspect. But yeah, it's, still not, it's still not great. So what would you rate the first one out of ten? Five. And I think that's being generous. What did I give it? Let me check my letterbox. <laughs> the second one, I would give a three. The third one... No, you know what? First one, I'll give a four. Second one, I'll give a three. Third one, I'll give a five. Where's the first one? And for me, that's all being extremely generous. Yeah. I think I give the first one a six. Fair. Um, the second one... Four? Because I do enjoy the action sequences a lot in that one now that I'm thinking about it more. But it, yeah. I hate all the human aspect of that story. Like all of it. <laughs> um, according to this, I've rated Dark of the Moon higher than the, the trans first one, but that's not right. Uh, but yeah, no, Dark of the Moon, I'd probably even go as far as giving that. Nah, nah, that's a six as well. I was about to say I'd go as far as giving that a seven. Maybe the first one is a five then. Yeah, the first one is is not as good as I remember. No, it's not. Well, if you want to hear our thoughts and opinions on the next ones, you're going to have to wait. <laughs> Gonna have to wait, except I really would just want to say one thing about Bumblebee. Go on. Ten Last ten. thing. 10 out of 10. Yeah, it's a great film. It is a really good film. <laughs> like, absolutely. I love that film so much. Because, like, they did the um, They teased a bit more Cybertron stuff on. Uh, in Dark of the Moon, and I like the Cybertron intro stuff. I think it's interesting, but it doesn't show a lot. No, yeah, I think Bumblebee nails it. Mm -hmm. On it. Like, it absolutely nails its spot on. The soundtrack that plays in the bomb in the sequence in the Dark of the Moon when they're on Cybertron, you know, when the ship's like flying through and like getting into space, and Optimus is like our last hope. Uh, that sound that that music is not on the soundtrack, and I actually quite like it, so it's annoying. <laughs> Weird, but um, yeah. So I rated them in the end five, four, six. Okay, and you That's rated fair. them three, four, five. I mean, what, in order? Is that in order? Oh, sorry. No, um, four, three, five. So, one is a four, two is a three, <laughs> three is a five. Three is a five, yeah. And for me, it was four, three, six. Five, three, six. Um, five, four, six. Yeah, five, four, six. Sorry. But yeah. But yeah. Were... Those are our... Those are our kind of Transformers. Look, again, that, that was went a bit everywhere. Rather... That went everywhere. It went a bit everywhere, yeah. but, you know... As we said, this is this is episode three. As we go on, we'll definitely get. More, I think we've definitely got more structure to these episodes now. You know, with the news and the topic. But um, you you let us worry about that. Just sit and enjoy our rambles because well, we us, want it to flow. We yeah. want it to be a conversation. Let us know maybe what you'd want to see more, like or hear more. Like if you if maybe you're not a big fan of the new stuff, and we can always try and keep it more to just the little things. I mean, we only talk about the things that really interest us anyway. Yeah, um, we'll always cover we'll always cover the biggest the biggest things. But like if you want us to maybe if you did listen to all of this that is as well, um, and you're hearing this part, if you want us to talk about the news less maybe, if you want us to just focus on topical stuff maybe. Um you know, always that feedback's all helpful. Feedback's lovely, yeah, we love it. Just send us some comments. We know we wanna yeah. what do you, do you want us 
we want to know again, what can make this more appealing to people like we're not you know it's more more so than anything we are doing this so we can talk to each other more yeah for sure but well, we are getting to a point where we you know we want to we want we, we're committed to this and yeah. we want to do this so you know we have a list of topics we want to do and now that that will cover us for a while but if there's stuff that you want to hear send it in and we'll bump it up the list do you know what i mean even if like, it's something like maybe we haven't seen anything that you want to talk about and maybe we or that you'd like to hear our opinions on like send us something we can recommend something that we can watch and then we'll come back and talk about it stuff like that yeah 100% absolutely 100% and look, all the support we get and you know all the listens and and the, the ratings and all that at the moment everyone that's done one and listened and you know clicks play and clicks subscribe and it does it means a hell of a lot it really it gives us the kind of like the boost to like yeah no we're because we're enjoying it we're yeah. loving it we it's love... all we talk about during the week now yeah we love to see those numbers go up <laughs> yeah it's always nice to see the numbers go up. and you know we've got plans for for you know the, the we, we know what we're going to do we've got plans for the next for the future and yeah. how we might expand one day like, and it's de- exciting yeah and depending on um anything that happens in the week next week it's looking like it'll be our godzilla kong retrospective Yes, because Godzilla vs. Kong comes out soon. We don't know how we get it in the UK yet, yeah. but so we might um, not, we might not be watching it when it comes out, but we'll we'll try. We'll yeah, we'll try and cover it, and then um, we'll also cover. We we know we're going to cover Zack Snyder's Justice League when that comes out. That'll probably be just an episode in itself. Yeah. I would have thought. Um, but again, we that's for us to sort. And yeah. we, you never know. We might do more of a retrospective on that. We did it last week, but we might go more in depth. Yeah. We don't know yet. I don't. Maybe it'll be a brief touch upon because it might not have warrant a whole episode. But I'm gonna try and watch uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. Yeah, I would definitely. Uh, Money wise, I'd definitely have a look and see if yeah, I can watch it for sure. Of course. Um, but I'll tell you what, we we've missed a segment before we before we sign off and well, give we these lovely signed, people we their, signed their off phones back. Signed off yet? I also actually wanted to mention something that I um I know it's weird time to bring it back up, but I I didn't want to mention it in Transformers. But now that we're out of Transformers, um, I did want to mention something about pokemon when we were talking about the obviously you you kind of missed that that trend that's still yeah. around um for people that don't know listen to this harry might know because i've mentioned it before pokemon is actually the highest grossing media franchise ever yeah i saw that it's made over 50 billion dollars worldwide it's insane but that's it? because it's absolutely it's, but that's because it spans games toys films tv show the TV they show's truly branched over... out into all aspects. Yeah. The TV show's got over a thousand episodes. <laughs> that's... Oh, it's been going genuinely. since 97. That's the thing, yeah, because that's, that's another thing, actually, because when we were talking about when it came out, because talked, I talked about Final Fantasy came out in 97. Pokemon was uh, 96, because, yeah, 25th anniversary, same age as me. Literally 11 days before I was born, the first Pokemon games were released. <laughs> 11? Or is it 12? Because it was a leap year. Uh, 12 12 because it's 27th of February 1996 Pokemon was released oh, I love that we love a fun fact we love it yeah. we love a good fun I fact really talk about that because people like when the cause, topic because it reminds me it makes me think about when I was a kid and sometimes people were like oh you should like Pokemon and it's like yeah it's the biggest franchise in the world <laughs> I do find that insane to be fair do you because talking about because this, this is what this podcast is about it's about the things we love yeah, the things we love are considered some of the most popular things in the world. <laughs> yeah, that is that is insane. But when, when you're a, when we were younger, you, 
you were definitely you're like me, definitely made to feel like you were bad for liking things, right? Oh, I it was it was the fault of liking Doctor Who to the extent I yeah. did at Marvel at secondary school got me bullied. It was it was almost considered like I was a loser, and it it, it was such a toxic. Yeah. I think that's I think that's one of also this is going to get quite deep, and this is another conversation for another day. But I think that's one of the problems with that age range as well i remember growing up and just i just wanted to like what i like i didn't like football i, I didn't think, care for yeah, it but it's... i respected the people that like harry's harry's like me liking doctor who and you know getting really hype over an episode or announcement any different to uh, 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 the bully that bullied me screaming at the tv over a football team it's not <laughs> but in the atmosphere it is so yeah i i definitely feel that I, that, def- that stuff definitely comes more from parents i believe when it's like oh you if a kid likes saying something and the parent doesn't it's like oh that's stupid thing and then that kid will start feeling like oh yeah maybe it isn't great yeah, just let somebody else like, like, yeah, like that's what i get like maybe i don't know i'm not gonna maybe some kids do just think it's bad stuff but then it's like everyone jumps onto that whole trend of this these are all bad things i still have family members that are like oh you still like star wars and it's like yeah because the films make billions of dollars everyone likes star wars what the fuck are you on about <laughs> Yeah, just just look. If you're a parent, unless your kid likes like criminal activity, yeah. no, yeah. stop that. If it, if it if doesn't it, hurt if your anyone, comes up, if it doesn't hurt yeah, anybody. If, it doesn't matter. If your, if your parent comes up to you and says, "Look, I love Star Wars. It's one of my favorite things ever," and I just, I'm not. That's that's what I want to. That's what I want to invest some time into. Just yeah. to support it. It's just that, do it. Like, and it's also that we got I, to lose. I I still don't always feel like I am. Like for example, I am turning 25 soon, and I don't feel like it, but. Part of the reason I don't is because there's this stigma in the world that makes you feel like the things you like are still childish. Yeah. But there's nothing. It doesn't matter. Unless, for, exa- to, unless for, for example... Unless, for example... Unless, for example, you are, like, my age and you're an avid fan of Peppa Pig. <laughs> that's different, because that is for children. Yeah, that's a little that's a little different. For example, but we're talking about, but... you know, if you... <laughs> But you know, to each their own. If you like it, cool. You do you. Um, do you? No judgment on this podcast. But it's like those things. I love. You know, I do, I love this. I love Dragon Ball Z. Oh yeah, you're like, the biggest Dragon Ball Z fan I know. Yeah, easily. and I've got to that point more in my life where I do feel like maybe because I've always said I love Star Wars more, but Star Wars has always been around. It's been in my life more. Dragon Ball Z is probably the thing I love the most. I've written a. I would always book. say you have more of a love for Dragon Ball than yeah. Star Wars, personally, just from knowing you. I do feel like. I personally feel like I put them on the same kind of thing. Like, I have one wall in my room, the one I'm next to it, it's just got all my Dragon Ball posters on it. But then I have another wall over there which has got all my Star Wars stuff on it. And it's like... Part of me feels like I love them equally. (laughs) But I do also have a fanfiction of Dragon Ball Z that's got over 900,000 words and I've been writing it for a very long time, so... (laughs) Yeah, you probably committed to that. Um, But yeah, look, look, like what you like. Yeah. Yeah, like what you like. So the point I was going to make was that, like I said earlier, Dragon Ball Z, or Dragon Ball, has been around for 37 years now. And it's like, people would make fun of some people for liking that stuff. And it's still in the mainstream, so it's like, I don't get get it. I feel like, because people are made made to feel bad for things they like, they like to make other other people feel bad for the things they like. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I I a hundred percent understand. For example, people from. who were like, oh, you know, oh, you like Doctor Who? Oh, yeah, Doctor Who's been on TV for over fifty years. Yeah, exactly. It's like, got a massive following. Yeah. So why, can't, why can't I like? If you can scream with a fur TV about football going into a net, yeah. I can I can be excited about. And it. So as someone 
who is an avid football fan. I'm, I'm, I love football. I watch it every chance I get. I can I can see both sides. So you know maybe yeah. that's maybe that's part of why I don't you know I mean I wouldn't bully someone for liking what they like anyway. Well, tell you what, this is, I've just got a really good segue, right? We're talking about things that you know you, we watch and we enjoy. Yeah. What have you watched this week? Oh my god! Well, that was smooth, wasn't it? Yeah, that, I was expecting that as well, though. Um, That's fair. <laughs> but I appreciate that. It was, it, yeah, it worked. It worked. It very worked. It very worked. Yeah, but I didn't watch any nerd shit this week. Oh no, I watched football. Um, no. <laughs> I did watch football. Chelsea played the other day, so I watched that, and it was nice. Um, but otherwise, I watched a film the other night, State of Play, which is funny, because okay. I watched it the same night you were mentioning about the PlayStation State of Play. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I woke That's up in the morning, because I hadn't replied to your message, and I hadn't opened it, and I replied, I opened my phone, and I looked, and I said, oh yeah, that message about State of Play. I was like, wait, did Harry watch State of Play? What's going on? <laughs> did he know I watched it? <laughs> but I was like, oh wait, no, PlayStation State of Play. Yeah, uh, it stars... Um, I actually want to bring up a list of this because there's like loads of people that have been in DC stuff in this film. <laughs> I was watching it being like, oh wait, that person was in DC. That person was in DC. <laughs> I can make this. Uh, I can make this um, relevant. Uh, it was written by Matthew Michael Carnahan, Tony Gilroy, and Billy Ray. And as we know, Matthew Michael Carnahan is writing something. No, he's not. Don't worry. Don't worry. No, we didn't. We haven't mentioned him. Okay. Well, someone. Don't. It wasn't him anyway. But he has worked on things that you know he worked on Twenty One Bridges, Mosul, which are two films. He was someone that worked on. I think he did some Marvel stuff. Like in terms of, I think he's worked with the Russos a few times. Yeah. I can't get any list of it right now. Maybe not him. But Tony Gilroy is one of the writers who was one of the writers on Rogue One. Nice. But yeah, the cast had uh, Russell Crowe, who was obviously in Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman. No, he's not in Batman vs Superman. Didn't know that Russell Crowe started off as a singer. Yeah, no, I found that out recently as well because yeah. we watched the same things, Harry. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, ben Affleck is in it. Nice. Who is Batman? Was Batman? Is going Batman? Rachel McAdams. Batman. Who Rachel McAdams, who I don't think is in anything DC. No. Actually, I'm going to throw this out there before I confirm. Is she in... Okay, I'm up... No, she's not, is she? I was about to say, is she in Green Lantern? No, that's Blake Lively. Oh, is Blake, is Blake Lively in it? I didn't even know. I wasn't getting the confused. It was just I was wondering if she was. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know. But no, yeah, she's not in anything DC, but she is in Doctor Strange. Uh, Robin Wright, who was in Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Uh, uh, Jason Bateman. I don't know if he's in anything DC. You know what? I generally thought you were going to say Jason Derulo. No, <laughs> no. This film's from two thousand nine. Jason Derulo. But um, Viola Davis is in one scene. She was in Suicide Squad. Kim Moses. Uh, and David Harbour was in a scene as well. I was surprised by that. <laughs> oh, fair play. He's in Suicide Squad. Oh, is he? Yeah, I rewatched it recently, and it's uh, oh, he is because it's part of my part of my recommendation. But um, oh, what I've watched, sorry, but yeah, he's in the he's in he's in quite a bit of it actually. Really? I say one scene. He's, yeah, he's a government agent that uh, Amanda Waller goes to to get the Suicide Squad approved. I do not remember that, but then again, I didn't yeah. like that film, so it was a proper like. I was like, oh my yeah. god! But no, yeah, State of Play. It's based on a um a BBC thing, I think. 
but it was adapted for Americans because you know Americans can't deal with other countries' content; they have to make it their own. Of course. Which is, I saw a trailer recently for something that's existed for a while, I believe, but the um the American version of uh, Broadchurch, Grace Point. Oh, don't even. Don't and it's get like, started. and it's like, it is literally just. Like, I saw the trailer. It's like it's just the same show. It's got David Tennant playing the same character essentially, but it he's American. It's the same outcome as it's well. The it's the same show. It's, it's like, can't the Americans just watch fucking Broadchurch? Why do they need their own version? And it's like, they're, they're, aren't they remaking Train to Busan or something like that? Yeah, they are. And it's like, if that quote from um, Bong Joon-ho came up again, which is like saying, if you can, once you can get past that like two centimeter barrier that is subtitles, you open your like, you know, yourself to so many amazing films. And it's like the same thing kind of applies to just that as well it's like well, America, can't the Americans just enjoy something British without having to make it their own specifically with something like Broadchurch which is amazing in its own right <laughs> Broadchurch is is genuinely incredible I've only seen the first season but yeah yeah, like, yeah first season outstanding absolutely like, outstanding you don't need to remake it with fucking Michael Peña's in it right yep then again Michael Peña's a good actor <laughs> I love Michael Peña but yeah, that's the only film I watched. Um, I haven't actually watched anything else. If I think about it, it's been a while. I've been, week. yeah, I've been the same. My my thing I've watched. Um, me and Maddie watched um, Birds of Prey because I bought it for on Blu-ray. So you know? I rewatched it for a second time. I haven't seen it since I saw it with you in the cinema. So good. I yeah, I just tell you what, I really enjoyed it on second watch. I think first watch I was a bit iffy, but I did enjoy it. But the second watch. I really, really enjoyed it. Margot Robbie obviously smashes it as uh, Hardy Quinn. Yeah, it's such um, a fun film. It's just, it's just, yeah, that's that was the thing. We, it was, uh, we watched it for Valentine's Day, um, and we just wanted a film, a fun film to watch. And it was just, it was just a good laugh. It was just a fun film, and mm-hmm. I really do recommend people watching it. Oh, yeah. But I haven't, I haven't watched a hell of a lot this week. I've been properly getting into the blog stuff, and uh, I have a blog called the Review Lab um, that's on reviewlab.org or you can find it on Facebook and Instagram shameless plug but I've, I've just been probably like trying to plan that and with you planning this podcast a bit more and yep. experimenting with some stuff that we want to do um, which we won't reveal just yet but I like teasing people um, it's funny how we are just about to hit 1 hour 50 again <laughs> oh actually yeah, yeah. We, better, we, better. But, we should um, wrap this up I think that's insane because I didn't think we would do that at 1 hour 50 yeah. Um, <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Well, I'll tell you what, on that mic, where can people find you? My, my... You can find me on Twitter at Onanagi. That's C O N O R N A G I. I have another Twitter as well, which will be you can find through that one. That one. The other one I post on more, but this one is more for the podcast stuff. So, you know, hit me up there if you want to mention anything about the podcast. Or you can talk to Harry. Hello. I'm Harry. No, so you can find me um, on Twitter the, at the Doc eighty one, or I have another Twitter, um, Harry underscore Young eighty one. Don't ask why I have two. It's a whole story. You should listen to last week. Um, like I said, I also have a blog called the Review Lab. So we're on thereviewlab.org, or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Recently, I have, I've done quite a few posts this week because I've realised I've not done some in a while. So I did a going off of what me and Connor spoke about Zack Snyder's Justice League last week. I did a complete trailer deep dive um, with some of my faults as well. That was one of my most recent posts and speaking about the Spider-Man title. 
and you can also find this podcast on Facebook, Rock Spock and Two Smoking Microphones. Um, uh, sometimes it just works if you just type in Two Smoking Microphones. Um, but give us a follow on there and just let us know what you think. We'll probably get it set up on Instagram soon as well. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's where you can find us. And look, we say it every week, we'll say it again. Just thank you. Thank you for supporting. Thank you yeah. to the people that, that leave a five-star rating. Thank you to people that have followed it. Thanks even to the people that, you know, they might get halfway through an episode. If you press play and you, you've given us some of your time, that uh, it really means, it helps and it means a hell of a lot as well. And it, it, it yeah. makes us want to carry on. And as I say every time, we are still, you know, this is a, still a learning curve. We're still exactly. gonna, we're still trying to get more structure, <laughs> which is why we're not I perfect always, at this. Yeah, which is why I also asked about maybe what things do you want to hear, what things do you maybe not care so much about hearing, just so it's like we can determine what we talk about. Exactly, and like we we will definitely play around with the structures as well. Like at the moment, we've got a nice kind of news topic structure, but there might be an episode where, for example, with Zack Snyder's Justice League, we might only talk about that for the hour and a half and see how that's yeah. responded to. Do you know what I mean? We, we do want to play around a little bit and uh, that's what we that's what we'll do. But look, we're here for the long run. We love doing it. Um otherwise we wouldn't have brought out these episodes and then a test episode and one division recaps. Yeah, and... and we wouldn't have tried talking about Transformers and kind of got just everywhere. Off, yeah. It. That was yeah. It was good though, I think. I think I it was I enjoyed talking about it. Yeah. Um but yeah, like more than anything for both of us just thank you really we didn't even say that we were spoiling all the Transformers films but oh well oh who cares doesn't matter they're old films if you haven't yeah, seen them and you're like oh I spoiled the film for me shut up <laughs> <laughs> the first one came out oh god it did 2007 no it came out 14 years ago that's insane <laughs> that makes me feel old and I'm only 23 I was in year 6 when that film came out do you know, right, speaking about age, <laughs> this is not related, but I generally the other day had to look up how old I was, because with all this lockdown and stuff, I genuinely didn't know how old I was. Oh, don't be silly. Don't, no, I'm 100% serious. I had to, I was like, well, you were born in 97, and I had to type in, if you're born in 97, how old are you? <laughs> and it had to tell me, and everyone was around me going, I think are you, you probably you used, good? I was, I don't know about... You have a few friends that are older than you as well, so I don't know, maybe that comes into account a little bit? Yeah, I'm one of the youngest people in my friend groups, to be fair. Because I'm about to, like I've already said a few times, I'm about to turn 25. That's mad. Yep. You're telling me. Absolutely mad. Quarter of a century. (laughs) Oh, buddy. (laughs) What a quarter of a century it's been. Yeah, the quarter of a century that is my life. Um, Thank you for listening. We really appreciate (laughs) it. Thank you. We do. You we can listen we... on Spotify, on iTunes, on Stitcher. Um, um, if you're on Apple Podcasts, please just, even if it's just leaving a five star rating, just leave it. Really helps. Even if you want to leave just a tiny little message that says, I like these lads, you know, that's something like that. It'd be nice. That'd be love because we'd and love to screenshot out. it and put it. Exactly. And we'd love to screenshot it and put it all over social media. So for, don't just do it for yourself, do it for us. Yeah. This is a play now. Please. All right, don't sound too desperate. Nah, but don't say anything mean because it'll be devastating. Well, my my thing is, if you're going to say anything critical, make it constructive criticism. What can we do better? Not what are we doing badly. 
But more than anything, just say how much you like us. Thank you.